This is a Scream Queen production. I'm Jen Carpenter, and this is So Dead Podcast. Happy Taco Tuesday, Deadheads! Today we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis. Again. A while back, I posted on social media asking you guys to send me your sleep paralysis stories, and I got so many that I could not fit as many as I wanted into one taco break, really not even into two, so we'll probably have to do this again in the future. Um, But for today, this is part two of the sleep paralysis listener stories. Just to recap, sleep paralysis, it sucks. It's terrifying. It's happened to me twice which I talked about in the last taco break, uh, and it's happened to a lot of you too. So here are some more stories. This one comes from Jen. Not me, Jen, a different Jen. It says, My husband and I were celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary on Mackinac Island at the Matavier, Mativer, MacGyver? I'll say Matavier, it sounds French. Uh, the Matavier Inn. We had a room on the first floor, almost to the very end of the hall on the left. While the room was small and old, it didn't feel particularly spooky. The first night we were there, we were hanging out in the lobby after dinner and we met another couple. The woman had had a few too many island beverages and was quite entertaining to say the least. It turns out that the couple was staying in the room at the very end of the hall right next to us. We figured this out because they were having a very good time well into the night and we had the privilege of hearing it all. Hint, sarcasm. She made clear to specify that that was sarcasm, that listening to other people have a very good time is not her thing. It's not really my thing either, Jen, so I get you. Needless to say, when it quieted down, it was very late and we were happy to be able to finally fall asleep. It wasn't but a couple of hours later that I woke out of a dead sleep and instantly felt the need to look into the bathroom opposite our bed. I felt a rush of someone running at me, and that's when the sleep paralysis began. I couldn't move. I tried to scream, and nothing came out. It felt like it lasted for ten minutes, but I'm not sure how long it really was. I just know it was terrifying. The next night was our last night there. I made a point to have one or two extra drinks myself that night, hoping that would help me sleep as I was feeling very anxious about it. Yeah, I would have been too. I even insisted we keep the TV on while we slept so that I would feel more comfortable. Comfortable? Comfortable. So that I would feel more comfortable, comfortable, if I couldn't sleep. I did fall asleep quite easily, but again, a couple of hours later, I awoke to something rushing at me from the bathroom, like a full force run at me. Again, I was paralyzed for what felt like 10 minutes. I was very happy to be leaving the next morning. We have actually stayed at this inn several more times, but requested a different room. I might have picked a different inn, but hey. The owners asked us what was wrong with the original room, but we never told them what happened. I didn't want to sound crazy. I haven't experienced sleep paralysis since. Wow. I probably definitely, I probably definitely... Uh, I would have picked a different inn. There's lots of them around there. Maybe they just have good breakfast. Nice customer service. Not so nice ghosts. Okay, so this next one is from Alex. It says, I had sleep paralysis pretty regularly as a kid. 
The first time I remember it, I woke up standing next to my bed. Confused and sleepy, I tried to get back into bed and realized I was already there. Oh, shit. My body was laying on my back, eyes half open, staring at the window. I realized I couldn't move, but I could follow my body's eye line and look out the window. I wish I hadn't. There was a black figure, a silhouette looking back at me with glowing red circular eyes. I was terrified, but I couldn't look away or move until suddenly my dad snored in the next room and I snapped awake. (laughs) Good old dad snores. They can even scare demons away. (laughs) I slept with the blinds closed. I never had an out-of-body experience after that, but the next time I was paralyzed, the same figure was standing in the doorway, then in the corner of the room, then the foot of my bed, and then directly over me. Jesus Christ. Thankfully, I have not experienced this in years. Yeah, Jesus. I hope you never do again. That is terrifying. So that one sounds a little bit more like the hat man, right? Than the night hag. This one comes from Linda. It says, So if you ever see a really nice ultra suede sofa on the curb in front of my house, I warn you, do not take it. Every time I have fallen asleep on it, and it always happened, I would become paralyzed and unable to move or awaken until whatever had me down was ready to let me up. I never sit on it anymore for more than five minutes, and the sofa is and has been in an unused room for years. See, and that's the danger with thrifting people. You never know why someone is selling that super nice couch for $10. It's not because they are feeling generous. It's because it has a fucking demon. Um, Thank you, Linda, for sending us that. And then this one. Um, This one, holy shit, you guys. This sounds more like a full-on haunting than just a sleep paralysis situation, but it does involve some sleep paralysis. Uh, I have to share it with you guys, though, because it's so great. This one actually came from my friend, Adrienne. It all started when my brother and I first played the Ouija board at age 10. You know how that goes. Invite your friends over for a sleepover and then try to do the scariest thing possible and play with things we shouldn't. Yes, I do know how that goes. For me, it was always light as a feather, stiff as a board. Never worked, though. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Anyway, um, so she continues, That night, everything about the house as I knew it would change and I would be tormented for the next 10 years. After the first night of playing that damn board, my dog would wake up at the same time, in the middle of the night, every night. She would slowly walk to the edge of the bed while growling and staring straight at my closet. My closet was very long, they had doors that you had to slide together to close. It was creepy as shit. It was a nightly ritual to ask one of my parents to close my closet door before I went to sleep. Now here is my dog, at the end of my bed, concentrated on this closet and growling. I would try to get her to stop growling, but that only made it worse. She would begin growling and barking, and I'd run into my parents' room and crawl into the bed with them and just pray that she would stop. Every night until Daisy was sent away, because she barked too much. Oh, that's really sad, actually. Then began the sleep paralysis. At first, I just thought I was tired or dreaming, but soon realized that was not at all the case. I couldn't move my body, I couldn't talk, I couldn't move my head. I couldn't see anything around me that would cause me to not be able to move, but I could feel it. It was heavy and it was dark. I was only 10 years old and I was terrified. 
This would happen at least once a week for several years. In addition to my creepy closet and the inability to move in my bed, over time, my room became at least 10 degrees colder than any other room in the house. There was nothing special about my room that would cause the temperature change. It was the first bedroom as you came up the stairs on the left, and every other room was warm except mine. It would become so cold sometimes that you could see your own breath. My dad put plastic on the windows, assuming it was due to them being old. That didn't work. Other strange things started to happen also. One night, I was planning what I was going to wear the next day, mentally, in my head. I went to the bathroom and came back to my room to find that outfit laid on my bed. What the actual fuck did that really just happen? I would run away. Like, I would run away, join the circus, something. That's <laughs> I couldn't even imagine something like that. Uh, speaking of mental games and the ability to listen to my thoughts, despite all the creepy things happening to me in my house, none of this was happening to anyone else, so I kept it close and didn't talk about it. My brother and I continued playing the Ouija board when friends would stay over. Fast forward to middle school. My brother and his friend are lying on his bed asking the same questions. Others in the room are sitting on the floor, and I'm standing in the corner closest to the door. They ask it a stupid question like, are you in the house? A random cartoon name popped into my head. Qbert. Remember that dumb, weird-looking, orange cartoon character from who knows how long ago. Was he a video game or a cartoon? I do remember him. He had like that weird nose and it was just a big orange fuzzball. The fucking Ouija board spelled out Qbert. What? Obviously, everyone is like, what the fuck? And I'm over in the corner wide-eyed, not saying a word, freaking the fuck out. This thing can read my mind. These types of activity and experiences happened to me until I moved in with my mom when I began high school. All the activity stopped and I would not stay at my dad's, definitely not going into my old bedroom. Fast forward to me graduating high school, my mom getting remarried and moving away, and me moving back to my dad's. Here we go again. Being older, I was more aware of what was going on and would try to talk to it and tell it to leave me alone. It got to a point where this thing would follow me to other homes and weird shit would happen there also. Candles would light on their own, cold drafts, TVs turning on and off. I went to a psychic fair with a friend. He was going to get a reading and I was just along for the ride. The psychic was this man that in my head looks like Fabio with a black cape with purple lining. <laughs> I like that's a good visual. I love it. Uh, who knows what the dude actually looked like, but that's what he looks like in my memory. He greeted my friend and turned to me and became concerned. He asked me if strange things had been happening at home and said that something dark was attached to me and he could see it. What? I sat down and I told him a little bit of what had happened to me. So much to tell. He asked that I join him in saying the Lord's Prayer. To this day, I've never had another psychic do this. So strange. Then he gave me a mantra to take home to read in my childhood bedroom and to meditate there. One afternoon, in the daylight, I took that piece of paper out and said the mantra a few times. Something like, I surround myself with love and light and please go away. And here is where it gets scary as hell. My closet doors opened. Something black and mist-like comes out of there and approaches me. I was sitting on the side of my bed facing the closet. It forced me to lay down and I couldn't move. It was whispering something to me, but I wouldn't listen. I was trying to fight to get up to move something. Finally, I listened. It said, you are fine. You will be okay. 
Nothing is going to happen to you. Meanwhile, my dad is at the bottom of the stairs calling up to me to come downstairs. I couldn't move. As soon as that mask said those words and I listened, it got off me and moved quickly into my closet and disappeared. And that was the last time I experienced any sort of sleep paralysis uh, and I moved out of that house. Holy shit, you guys. So the moral of this story is we're all doomed and everything is terrifying. Just the message we want to hear right now, right? Uh, And also, if you've got good stories, sleep paralysis or otherwise, send them to me because I want to hear them. And so does everybody else. Uh, And that's it. Another Taco Break in the Books. A new full-length episode of So Dead will be out next week. Until then, keep shining, you magnificent what-the-fucks. Thank you.